Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Greenfield, where real people connect. Hello and welcome back to the Matrix Green Pool podcast. I'm Hilmarie Hutchison and today I'm so excited to welcome Natalia Sacheva on our podcast. Known for her innovative take on business solutions design and her impeccable track record in conceptualizing products and services, Natalia is a business management executive and coach, investor and philanthropist. We have some exciting concepts to delve into in this podcast, so let's get right into it. Natalia, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Hanmar. It's absolute pleasure and honor to join uh, the podcast on your platform and be part of this conversation. To start off, could you please tell our audience a bit about yourself, your background and how you ended up here in Dubai? That's a wonderful question. And as we speak with a 50 plus Celsius degrees outside, I think my story comes quite refreshing because I was born actually in the coldest place on the planet Earth, which is known as Siberia. And many of the audience know this place out of anecdotes and the jokes that we make in Dubai when the AC is too low. So I was born to the family, to the community, what I believe of the great cultural tolerance and diversity. After experiencing Siberia and growing up there with my loving family, I went to launch my career in Germany. Then there was studies in the States. And then my international career working with some of the largest consulting companies have brought me to Dubai about a decade ago. And Dubai has become a home for me. And this is where I could focus on both, on uh, developing my skill set and expertise in the government and corporate transformation, along with setting up and preparing me to launch my own entrepreneurial journey that I'm pursuing today. So a story of uh, many continents and uh, many hats that uh, I wear today, and many of us do in this wonderful time of the opportunities that we live today. You were the former head of strategy at Dubai Chamber. Can you provide some insights into the challenges and successes you encountered during the organizational restructuring and international expansion of Dubai Chambers? The journey with Dubai Chambers have one of the best time in my uh, professional career indeed. And uh, being a part of the organization whose mission is to support the businesses, help them to navigate the challenges in the local market and the international market. It's one of the most honorable ones because when we support the businesses in the private sector, we support the job creation, we support the livelihood of people. And important part of uh, the work that we have been doing now with the team at Dubai Chamber is working with technology entrepreneurs and startups. And I believe on the course of five years when I was there, we served the community of about 17,000 technology entrepreneurs. And we could just imagine the challenges that are these entrepreneurs in the tech space, building something that have never existed before, faced as they were expanding internationally uh, with multiple stories. And I think some of the most vivid challenges that the teams are facing is when you scale abroad, let aside the question about understanding the regulatory landscape of that new market that the Dubai government, various organizations in Dubai government are here to support through the embassies the offices, including of Dubai Chamber. But then for the founder, him or herself, the biggest challenge as they expand to other markets 
are access to liquidity, access to funding, because expanding to a new market can be a very expensive endeavor. And the second one, how you manage the team. Do you have enough resources team-wise? Is your team, your management team on board with that expansion? And who will be leading that expansion in the market of your choice? That could be 15 hours ahead or behind you of the Dubai uh, time zone. If I look at these challenges and based on the experience with entrepreneurs that they have been facing, That's excellent insight. So access to funding, having the right team in place and understanding the market that you're going into are the challenges. So what tips would you give to entrepreneurs who are thinking of getting into, let's be specific, into the tech space since that's sort of the niche that you were focused on? My advice would probably will encompass also non-tech entrepreneurs because the number one advice is leverage the ecosystem that does exist in the market. And by ecosystem, I refer to all these fantastic initiatives, mentorship circles, mentorship programs, meetups, get the mentor, get the community, engage with that community. Again, it's a story of Dubai market, of a US market, European market where I've had the most exposure to. There is always this network of institutions and programs that are there to empower and support you, including with expansion to other markets, with your business growth. And a lot of the time, and again, it's a matter of prior experience of an entrepreneur with their first business. It's access to resources, how much time the founder has on his or her hands. But make sure that you do reach out to the community for support. And Hilmari, you can't imagine how many fantastic stories I hear all the time. I talk to the founders because they're saying, oh, yes, you know, we've met so-and-so, the founder of another company, sometimes even the competitor, and they actually introduce us to this organization or they helped us with that project. Make sure that you do leverage the network and the ecosystem in whichever market you are, because there is much more support available than one could imagine today. That's excellent advice to tap into the existing resources. They are there. You don't even imagine they, but they are. So make use of them. I think that's excellent advice. Now, you also co-founded Serenity Guide, a chain of unique wellness and hospitality facilities for women. What was the inspiration for starting Serenity Guide? We are living today in the world where with the relevant possibilities and professional realization of every individual is growing exponentially, we tend to overexhaust ourselves with our commitments, be it a corporate career to succeed in a corporate career and be a good partner, to be a good family member, a parent, and then or when we are building the business. And then the found, we underestimate the importance of our own mindfulness and well-being. And this has been my own experiences and story, managing my mental, physical health, my career, my relationship with my family, with my team members, multiple teams. They led me to the realization that I need some extra support. And then I asked them the question, is it only me or there are other women around me who are also actively seeking that support, that guidance, some guidance with the easily implementable techniques and habits that we could incorporate in our daily lives without major changes of our lifestyle that will help us to live a more fulfilled, mindful life with a better health, better mood, greater energy. And so this is where with my partners, we launched, it was originally, it was 
was just like a testing idea. Why wouldn't we do the experiential retreats in some interesting destination? We picked a place in the magic city of Luxor, which is the ancient capital of the in the ancient Egypt, known for its UNESCO heritage. This energy charged place surrounding you once you are there. And surprisingly, to our surprise, or maybe not, we've got an increasing interest among women from around the world. And so far, we've finished the first season with participants from the States, from Europe, Germany, Portugal, France, from the Middle East, Dubai, Saudi Arabia. It's a beautiful story of how we are on this journey of helping women to explore easily implementable habits of wellness and mindfulness as part of their lifestyle. That's a fantastic story. So you personally saw a gap in something that you were looking for, and then you created a solution that others could also benefit from. I would like to add that uh, maybe because I'm a little bit of a nerd, and I have always been a nerd, when I was looking at this subject, if we are about to do retreats, who does need retreats and why? And do the retreats work as a concept? And I started investigating and looking into the actual studies and academic research. What does the research tell us? Specifically in the aspect of sabbatical, when a person takes a break from their daily routine and daily work and takes some time off, and how does this time off impact a person's performance, person's well-being, professional prospects? And there is a great body of evidences available on the, in, on the internet, different studies uh, with a reference to different academic institutions. That one of the studies, for instance, showed that when a group of individuals take a professional sabbatical because they're exhausted, they're depleted, they need a fresh outlook, who doesn't want this today in today's modern world? They go on this sabbatical for several months to a year. They're out of their daily routine, daily work. Some of them do a side project. Some of them just doing reading, pursuing hobbies. Some of them are traveling, so on and so forth. And then these people are coming back from the sabbatical. And what the study showed that once the person comes back from sabbatical, from this career break to their routine, all the indicators of their well-being are dropping approximately to the same level where the person left the job in the first place. And one indicator goes down and drops below. This is their life satisfaction. So you go, you do this investment, you take the time off, you make this agreement and arrangement with your family, your circle that you will be out of your professional journey, work for some time, then you come back and your well-being is your satisfaction with life is below that prior to when you left. So what's the reason? The authors of the study, they identified that some of the people from the group, they actually had this indicator above the baseline. And those people who had this indicator above the baseline were the ones who physically changed their location. It didn't matter what they did, whether they did nothing and they were doing um, just restful leisure activities, traveling, um, reading a book, or they were doing some research or some professional project different from their main uh, work. But if these people were staying and spending this sabbatical time in a different part of the city or the town where they live, in the different country or in different city in their country, this indicator of life satisfaction was above when they come back. So what it tells us that this 
physical movement, moving yourself physically from point A to point B and spending the time on this professional break in the point B, which is uh, not your typical location, uh, bears significant benefits for you, for your well-being and this investment that you make. There was another recent, most recent studies when similar study was done, but the researchers were using a metaverse. I believe they were manipulating. So the people were spending the time in the metaverse to give them the sense, sensation of spending this sabbatical, this experience somewhere else from their habitual area and environment. And this is where for us was if we are to do the serenity retreats that we aim to bring mindfulness to the women, we should aim some new physical, having the, some new physical environment where we could invite our participants and guests. And so far right now, we have obviously operations in Egypt and next year, hopefully we'll bring it uh, to Italy as well, which again will be a, a wonderful mix of venues and sites where we could host those retreats. How fascinating. So what I'm hearing you saying, it's not just the the fact of taking time off. It's not just the break. It's not just the sabbatical because just taking that break and staying in your normal, regular surroundings could actually see you coming back after the break, actually with a lower level of satisfaction than when you left. Whereas if you take the break and you change your location, that is the secret. That is what makes all the difference. And then you come back with a higher level of satisfaction than when you left. Is that what you are saying? That's absolutely correct. Wonderfully summarized. And the secret of that going even deeper, the secret of that is the neuropath that are being formed in our brain once we take ourselves from the habitual environment. How very fascinating. So it's so important for us to step out from what we normally do. So that leads me to the question then, can you tell us a bit more about the retreat programs and experiences that you offer through Serenity Guide? We look at the well-being and mindfulness from several different angles that we aim to tackle during each of the programs. It's important to highlight that we host the programs from three to six days. Our signature retreat is Serenity Signature, which is a six days where we work on our physical foundations of our health. We have various specialists and experts, be it certified yoga instructors, back health instructor, acupressure specialists, dependent on each program. So we work through the physical element where all the participants of the retreats, they have the opportunity to work on particular physical aspect of their well-being, accompanied with a number of lectures, because what's important for us is to make sure the participants, they have the knowledge and the tools that they can carry with them after the completion of the retreat. Again, six days when we talk about habits, formation of the habits, and these habits are already embedded in the program. When we say that we need to it's beneficial for us to wake and go to bed at approximately the same time. When we talk about the importance of mindful eating, managing your insulin resistance, if uh, such is present, or addressing some uh, unhealthy eating habits, we structure every day within the retreat that will enable the participants to practice uh, those new habits and see healthy habits when it comes to eating, moving, could be incorporated in their lifestyle 
handled and carried after the program. There is a big element around mindfulness, stress management, and various techniques that we offer our participants as well. Through the series of guided meditation, sound meditation, we tackle some of the inner challenges as like a common expression, limiting beliefs. Wherever tension is on the mental, psychological level, we address this through the gentle uh, meditative practices throughout uh, the program. And of course, with our therapists and psychologists, we address the topic of relationships, relationship with others. And again, it starts with yourself, but then it spans to relationship with your significant other, with your child, with your partner, with your colleagues and team members. Because again, bearing in mind that most of our participants are professional women who are looking at this experience as an investment for them to feel um, more energized, more focused and stronger and more resilient after they are coming back from the experience. And last but not least uh, is the fun part because without the fun and without uh, having the joy of experiencing this beautiful, magnificent remnants of the ancient civilization, so mystic with all its temples and different mythology and legends and uh, historical facts and semi-historical facts that we are all guessing what does this do this temple mean what it's a beautiful experience that we make sure that uh, um, again we have fun there it's a gentle beautiful transformation with elements with a lot of fun so we build this community of empowered women who just having a good time and uh, returning back after the retreat, feeling a better version of themselves. The last session actually that we post within each retreat is live after the retreat, Monday Blues. As I say, we prepare, we address that question, how you might feel after coming back from this experience. And to understand, uh, it's important to understand, retreat is a treat. Retreat, it's a point zero, but then the normal, ordinary life begins and it's beautiful and this ordinary life is wonderful thing you're just coming back to your ordinary life equipped with more tools and techniques i love that that sounds absolutely fantastic it sounds like everybody should go on a retreat to do a reset it sounds like you're providing a holistic approach to the retreats it's not just one aspect you are looking at all the different aspects that could impact a person's life, dealing with that so that they are reset in a complete holistic way. I love that. How big are the groups that you take or that goes on a retreat? We are focusing on a hyper-personalized approach to our participants. So the number of participants in each group is extremely low from a five to 10 people maximum, simply because we need to ensure that during that six day of the program, we have individual hours where each individual participants could have opportunity to have individual sessions with our therapists and practitioners. So uh, very small groups, hyper-personalized approach. To say in a selfish manner, it is designed as I would wish for myself and myself. I have been on the journey of the mindfulness and wellness for many years. Myself, I have this circle of mentors, professional therapists who I consult with, I work with, I constantly explore new techniques. And this serenity guide retreat is very much the embodiment of something that I wished so somebody would 
have provided to me. So in the way it's uh, it's designed um, to reflect that. And so far, extremely grateful. And I don't want to boast, but all the feedback and testimonials we received from the participants have been great. So I do hope that the team and I will, would be able to provide this, uh, the same experiences and the same level of satisfaction that we have been doing so far. It's wonderful to have these energies. And every individual participant is bringing uh, her unique perspective on the world. Everybody's coming with her own story and this mix of the energies and you could see how during the retreat itself although the group is small how we build this community which learns from each other where each team member has so much to offer to other participants well just by the way you're describing it i can hear that it's a very good retreat and i can hear why people are so happy with it because it sounds like the whole approach everything being so personalized really leads to a fantastic experience so it sounds like something everybody should do thank you so much for telling us about your background and about uh, particularly about the retreats i think it sounds fantastic. I'm hoping all our listeners will go and check out Serenity Guide and read more about it and um, join you possibly one day on one of your retreats. Now we've come to the segment of our show where I will ask you some rapid fire questions. So our version of a game show. Are you ready? Oh, yes. In three words, what does success mean to you? Connection, peace and growth. Lovely. Name two more places that you think would be fantastic for a retreat. Whichever place which is different from your regular habitual environment. Okay, that's a good answer. What is the best advice that you've ever received? Take care of yourself first. Excellent. And what is one thing that you do every day, no matter how busy you get? I eat well, I exercise, and I look after people who matter to me the most. What is one thing you should never take on a retreat? Your partner? I like that. I was thinking you were going to say a laptop or a mobile phone or something like that. No, but with the phones, you know, this the thing. Because we don't want people to live in the artificial bubble. Because, of course, it's a bubble at a degree. But uh, we invite, we don't limit. We say, like, have your phone. But we want from our side to ensure that the experience is so immersive and engaging that the people are not distracted. Very good. Well, that's the end of the game show. Thank you for playing along. Now, before we wrap up, I would like to ask you about your Greenpool moment. So could you share an inspiring or life-changing experience that you have gone through your Greenpool moment? I think it was the moment when I realized that I can do anything. And it's not quitting the sugar, by the way. It is when I was in um, this very naive uh, young student growing up in the very humble environment where I told my mother that, you know what, I'm thinking of launching an international career. And she looked at me and she said, you can't because I love you, you're smart, but it doesn't happen to us because, no, we have different kind of people. We don't have even international passports. I uh, applied for an internship and I got the opportunity to go to Germany to work for United Nations on an internship. And then I applied for a Fulbright scholarship to go to the United States. And I called my mother and I said, mom, I'm going to Germany this September and then next year I'm going to U.S. 
She was like, but you can't, like, it's like, it's impossible. And then, you know, in uh, three weeks down the line, uh, my confirmed internship was canceled and I received a rejection letter from the scholarship commission. So I had to call my mom and confess that, mom, you were right, you know, it's like, it's probably, it's not happening, right? But instead of doing so, I just kept uh, uh, quiet and I raised the bar and I applied for even a better internship opportunity. And I applied to go to the business school. Next year, I was both in Germany, I was both in the US. And what I learned in that moment that I can do anything if I raise my bar. Wow, what an incredible story. So don't give up. Even when you get rejected, just raise the bar and go to, go for the next level. And you got both the things that initially you thought you, you had been rejected from. Amazing. I love that story. And certainly that was a life-changing experience for you. Thank you, Natalia. It was wonderful to talk to you and the things that you are doing is fantastic and your retreats sound absolutely brilliant. I'm really looking forward to finding out more about them. Thank you for being here today. It's been excellent. Before we say goodbye though, could you please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you and we'll also put this in the show notes. Certainly. So all information is available on www.serenity.guide. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for joining me. I wish you all the very best. Thank you. If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.